So, you know, I want to be able to talk about everything. Because I'm a, I'm a deep ass person, so I like some deep ass conversations. You know, the ladies can tune in to, or, or gentlemen, you know. We need black banks. We need black grocery stores, black hospitals, the whole nine. Soft life, soft life. That's what I manifest. Because great things are going to happen. Amazing things are going to happen. Somebody that is slow to anger, you know, very patient. I just want to look at him and be inspired. Be honest, baby, be unfiltered. What's up, y'all? And welcome back to Unfiltered Sisters. We're your hosts. I'm Poka Lene. And I'm Raya B. So today we have an amazing guest. Okay. She's a child care provider, musical talent, and a new dog mom. Uh, she resides in the D.C. area with her long-term boyfriend and recently starred in a musical in Bowie, Maryland. Um, she enjoys outdoors, cooking, and traveling. Please welcome none other, my bestie from high school, Ajika. Yeah, it's almost like you know me. That was that was, <laughs> that was like spot on. I did a little studying, a little bit. You feel I was me? Like wow, who is Read she? your biography or something? It's giving <laughs> Google too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I had to do my homework. I take my job seriously. Okay. Yeah, I was like, wow, you know a lot. It's it's a little it's a little it's giving FBI. <laughs> that's my that's my second job that's my part time. <laughs> I don't, like to tell, don't tell nobody yeah so tell them men don't don't mess up because she gonna so how are you babe I'm doing really well I have um a lot of changing going on but good change right, right. so we love um, good change. yeah good change this has been um good so I'm doing well I and not trying to overload my schedule right now. So I had like a month off of doing like wild stuff other than like fun on vacation and working. So um because you know me, once I'm once I'm back on, I'm back on. <laughs> but it's been good. It's been good to have a break. How are you guys? It's been good. Yeah, we're blessed. On our end as well. A lot yeah. of <laughs> absolutely. It is yeah, it's been fun to to navigate them. So yeah. Excited to be doing this new experience and definitely and you have your sister to do it with that's so cool yes. the whole little twin flame okay <laughs> my baby <laughs> um, but yes we're so excited to have you um you. I definitely want to just explain the first or really just the podcast in itself um so the first part of our show we like to kick it off with a quiz um, it's our unfiltered quiz, which is the easiest test you'll ever take. All mm -hmm. we ask is that you be honest, be real, and be unfiltered. Yes. And then we'll wrap it up with our last segment called Deeper Talk. Um, so that's a game that we play to invite thoughtful conversations. Okay. So you ready, Ajika? I'm very excited. Because <laughs> I know, like, okay. me, and Ray, me and Ray were roommates for two years. So, like, I feel like this is, we were in there doing probably too much deep, deep talk. <laughs> Okay. Never <laughs> somebody till you live with them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that's facts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So, uh, first question: 
Um, what do you like to practice to maintain good mental health? Um, I therapy is like top of the line for me. Yes. Um, I love my therapist and she is she keeps it like very, very real, almost in like a shocking way. Um, and she's an older lady. She's an older Jewish lady. So she has a way of like cutting like right to the point. So she keeps my life together. <laughs> um, that's first. Second, like Rachel said, I love being like outside. I just like to be in the sun. And that is like essential to my mental health personally, um, especially now that I have a dog, like I have to get up every morning at like six, six thirty, and mm -hmm. we're outside walking for like an hour. Yeah. So, um, and most importantly is definitely my spirituality and my walk with God for sure. Um, cause prayer is like, it has saved my life on multiple occasions. Like just having a space to clear your mind and your thoughts and then also be open to receive whatever wisdom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those three are the big, the big three of me that keeps me together. Of course. Okay, I love it. Love that. I love that. And and how do you kind of keep track of your mood and be aware of what you're feeling? Well, I'm a cancer, so at any given point in time that can change. Cry baby. <laughs> Cry baby. <laughs> so, yeah, it it is uh for me, I've gotten a lot better about it. Um, especially with Rachel being my best friend, who is like very logical about stuff. <laughs> I like when, if we were, when we were living together, and I said something, and it didn't make any sense. She'd be like, mm, "That was it. Good idea. Right? Maybe I'm stupid. Like, but I'm grateful to have a friend that's like, you know, that's opposite of me. That way, we can balance each other. So if I'm having a mood swing, she'd be like, "Girl, that's not it. Like, <laughs> let me bring you back it. to reality." <laughs> <laughs> right, and my boyfriend is the same way he's he's a very emotional person a very like emotionally intelligent person so mm -hmm. for him it he has a very healthy way of communicating um which That's I've true. never experienced before in a relationship and so mm -hmm. I've learned through him if I'm going through a mood swing to process that emotion and handle it because it can seem like you're holding the other person hostage kind of like mm -hmm. to them, if you're having a mood swing and you're not talking to them, even if like for me, if I shut down, it's more so I'm just trying to process, not that I'm yes. silent treatment, yeah. but I'm just trying to think through it. So I've learned through him, it's almost like violent to withhold your voice from somebody, especially when they're concerned about you. So I've mm -hmm. learned to process it. And I normally tell them like, just give me five minutes. And then once I process it, then we can talk about it and it works. But um, it only, it only makes sense because it's a person that I feel comfortable communicating with, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, most of the time I just be like, okay, I'm gonna give myself five minutes. And once that five minutes is over, either I can hit a point where I'm like, okay, I'm right to feel that way and I can work through it or you tripping and you need to let Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. And I think once we're able to kind of control our emotions, we don't act out of emotions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, it just makes life a lot easier. Yeah. It does. It does. Learning to to respond instead of right. mm -hmm. react. Yeah. yeah. Really, really sit yeah. with your emotions. And I think that's like why I can come across as logical is because I have to sit like with what I'm feeling first to, right. mm -hmm. to determine like what it is, why I feel that way. And then to respond to somebody like, right. To, right. Uh, instead yeah. of. Mm -hmm. yeah and a lot of it is like 
I mean, part of it is being a part of a generation where everything we have is so easily accessible, like all, at all the times. Mm-hmm. And so for me is wanting to like, okay, I feel that feeling, but I just want to get over it because we have a, a generation that has everything that comes very quickly. And so mm-hmm. if, and, and like you said, right, I have, I have had to learn to sit with it because if I'm feeling uncomfortable, I'm like, I don't like that. Let's hurry up and move on. Right. But that's just the kind of generation we, like, we just live in a, you press a button and you get whatever you want, mm-hmm. but emotions. Okay. <laughs> okay. They going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> and show out. Okay. <laughs> at, at all times. They don't care. <laughs> Do not care. Literally. But I, and I love how like sitting with your emotions recenters you because like you said like we do grow up in this era of time where like everything is at our fingertips so yeah. we're not used to having to sit with something and be bored or be silent or yeah. be here like we're used to just being on the go and kind yeah, of overstimulated very yes. overstimulated yeah. a lot of dopamine and a lot of mm-hmm. and like you said like I don't want to be disappointed I want to feel happy so I need right. to like a button to make me feel good again and it's like yeah. after yeah like really chill and just kind of regather your thoughts so. yeah my therapist always says like like people talk about your inner child and healing your inner child and that's like a hundred percent real especially if you oh, go up in an environment where somebody like girl get over it or stop pounding before I beat you or whatever so you aren't really afforded the ability to sit with your emotions as a kid but my therapist always says, like, you're an adult, like you're the parent of you, which is like extremely empowering that I never thought about. Right. So I didn't think about that says, like, yeah, and she always says, like, if you are throwing a fit, if your inner self, your inner child is throwing a fit, reserve space for her to be able to express that. Not wilding out on people, but just give yourself a second. And that way it's healing the inner workings of like, you know, having to get over it real quick before you get a whooping. It creates a safe space within mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love cool. that. I'm definitely gonna use that. Okay. Yeah, she's she's, she's yes. the truth. She did say it like that. She said it real like hood, like real. Shit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> got a little ratty. Okay. <laughs> I love like, that. Yeah. Alrighty. Um. So as we mentioned before, we know you um work with children. How long have you been working with children? Um. This is my seventh year in child care full-time um I have a bunch of nephews and nieces so I've been taking care of kids my whole life but professionally this is my seventh year in child care okay that's amazing so how does how does working with children help your own emotional development oh it's I I tell people all the time it's like it's the best thing and the worst thing because (laughs) to come into an environment of just pure emotion like it is, it can be a lot if you're not emotionally stable. And so if you're coming into an environment with a kid who is particularly energetic, um, sometimes it can throw you off a little bit if you're not emotionally centered yourself. However, there have been days that I have had like some of the lowest, worst days of my life and shown up to work and them kids, they don't care about the details because they don't necessarily understand like what's going on, but their hearts are like, are so pure that they just love 110%. So I've had days where I've come to work like drained or emotionally exhausted or sad or anxious or depressed and leave feeling rejuvenated just being around that, you know, that pure love. love Um, There are some days that they can emotionally drain you back, but (laughs) if you, to work with kids and even to have kids, um, I'm sure Mariah knows, like you have to, you have to have a strong emotional 
center because they're just only emotion. There's no impulse control. There's no self-control. It's just emotions and feelings. So, but I love it. I love them for that. Yes. And I think too, you know, kids can sense energy. Yes. Um, So I know like, even with me, you know, if I'm having like a, you know, a down day or you know something something's wrong my kids you know they they kind of take it easy on me that day you know what I'm saying like they're like hmm you know something's wrong you know and sometimes I am you know very honest with them like hey you know I'm I'm not having a a good day today like you know let's let's just do something simple or something like Mm -hmm. that and you know they're really quick to help and you know kind of kind of try to brighten me up and make me feel okay. You know, they'll, they'll do some stuff around the house, which, you know, my kids are older too now. So right. um, it, it's not, you know, as like, I have to kind of do more to show up for them because they're more self-sufficient than I'm sure, you know, you have as being like a childcare provider. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, because they don't take no days off at, at my job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> None. You need a break. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Now <laughs> you got to change it. <laughs> but yeah. So, I, I, um, I've heard before that children like learn all of their behavioral um, and emotional patterns within like the first three years of their life. So yeah. I think it's like very interesting how in tune with their emotions that they are because like you said like that's all they kind of really have is energy to read since they're not Mm -hmm. like they don't have the education that we Mm -hmm. have to like you know formally communicate um but yeah I I think and even dogs like dogs read and they can pick up when you're sad and when you're happy and um but yeah I think that just kind of goes to show that it's all like those answers are within us like we already kind of know what we feel and what we want like it's already written and embedded yeah yeah the i was gonna say the only other beings that have more emotional receptors than children under the age of five are dogs so their emotional receptors are off the charts but i've also heard therapists say like when you are in a household and you experience emotional trauma those are the prime ages that you're susceptible you're susceptible to it because your emotions receptor emotional receptors are so high that even if you're not being directly yelled at or directly traumatized feeling and holding that tension in your body can sit with you for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years and you still feel it, you know, still feel that Mm -hmm. energy. So that's why it's extremely important. Like I said, to have a really strong emotional center um, because anything you do, anything you feel, they can, they can feel it. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, So what's your favorite part about being a childcare provider? My favorite part, um, so right now I'm a professional nanny. I've been a professional nanny for three years now. Um, And my favorite part is being able to um, basically not do whatever I want during the day, but um, to be able to go out and explore and adventure. Um, The child that I'm caring for now is almost two. So she's able to walk and child, we'd be in DC at the monuments, (laughs) at the museum. (laughs) We'd be going out to lunch like me and my sis be outside okay (laughs) that's my favorite part about the actual job is having freedom my favorite part about working with kids is watching their like growth and development um like I said the child that I care for now is almost two but she's already potty training she's extremely smart um she's fluent in two languages and learning sign language and that's been awesome to be a part of her journey and just watch her 
grow and explore the, the world around her. That's why we go out so often because it's like there's, you know, only so much you can do at home to learn. And so the more that she's out in the world, especially not having siblings and stuff like that at her house, um, the more that she's out in the world, um, that'll be her her education, especially. Tell sis, I need some lessons. Talking about fluent in two languages and learning five languages. Golly. No, for real. Okay, yes. So um, I know you spoke of uh, your boyfriend. So um, kind of to get into that. So how, how long has it been? We've been, we met uh, actually like two years ago to the date on the 28th, like two days ago. So okay it's been exactly two years happy anniversary yes um so how did you know that he was the one um do you feel like when it's meant to be it feels easy no and Rachel will tell you for sure because (laughs) I remember I remember we met on hinge and he liked all this, like he likes to be active and he likes to be outside and do stuff and when I was single I was like kind of faking like I knew I like to do that stuff but I still was uh-huh. toxic <laughs> okay so when we matched he was like after like two weeks of like hey do you want to go on a date and it was like an actual proposed date not we finna Netflix and chill you know so um once I finally came around to it we went out and I literally it's like so weird but I literally remember looking at him because he was waiting for we went to just like walk around a lake our first date mm-hmm. so it was nothing like you know too um I guess it's like pressure yeah it wasn't too intense but yeah. I remember seeing him waiting for me to get there and I was like oh my god that's like that's like my husband I've seen visually who it is okay oh. so, so our first our first date we talked for like five hours like straight and wow. um we have a lot of similar backgrounds like we both grew up going to church um he's one of four kids I'm one of four kids um our parents are still in ministry, you know, doing other things. We both like hockey and sports and all the other stuff. And I remember like, he just ended up being a really good dude. And after the first three dates, I came home and I told Rachel, I was like, I just don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm attracted to the whole like nice guy, like take care of you. Yeah. Just talking stupid, still wanting to be, still wanting to be talking. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you and we oftentimes do something that we're more comfortable with because it feels familiar. Mm-hmm. And I knew for sure he was the one because he didn't feel familiar. It didn't feel like anything that I had experienced before. Um, and he's, he's older, he's more mature. And I knew that he and I together could teach each other a lot of things. And, um, I was, I was really intrigued by the fact that he's, he's smart and intelligent, but also he has three younger sisters. And so, and a really strong mom. So he has a respect and a reverence for women. That was, um, very important for me to find in a partner, Mm -hmm. um, and also a reverence for like black folks and understanding black culture because he's white so he grew up in Detroit where it was like majority black and not Mm -hmm. many white white folks so he kind of has an understanding of like not experiencing obviously because he could never experience that but just having a um, abil- an ability to be open-minded and hear people's out instead of just being like no nah, that's not true black people don't face any right. you know yeah. racism or women don't go through he's always been very upfront about understanding it and if it's something that he doesn't understand he always makes sure to ask in a polite way um so yeah he's um 
I think that's how I knew for sure. Those benchmarks, I was like, okay, yeah. But it took me a minute to be comfortable with, okay, he's not trash. Like, it took me a minute to be yeah. comfortable <laughs> with, to trust him. <laughs> and, it, and it is because I, I will say, like, I, I feel like, you know, with women being oppressed, like, it's hard for us to find men who have a healed perspective on women. Yep. And like you said, like, it is important that he comes from a background where he grew up with his mother and three sisters. Mm -hmm. And so he does have that, that knowledge of, of, of what it's like for you to, to be, and to, you know, treat you as, as an equal. Um, And like you said, uh, you know, with him, you know, being white and and you being black, um, how, how do you manage the, I guess, the the critics around you and like kind of what they're you know they're interracial dating yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he lived in baltimore when we first met and if you're on the if he lives right on the baltimore harbor and if you haven't been to the baltimore harbor there are people who are out there preaching they i can't remember what they call themselves but it's some sort of like reformed hebrew but very like black and militant to the point of like harassing people that are walking around. So when oh we, yeah, when we first started dating, we uh, he lived right on the harbor and we were walking somewhere, and these guys are just like screaming, like you know, calling calling me names, targeting me as a black woman coming from a black man, talking about how I am oppressing myself and I could never find true love and. Yeah just like calling him my slave master and telling me that I'm an embarrassment to the race, like just all kinds of wild stuff. Mm -hmm. And he lives in Baltimore. So he's used to like walking by these people, but he saw that it made me uncomfortable. And he was like, you know, we had to have a conversation about why it made me uncomfortable. For me, it was, it was about if I am a person, if I'm a black woman, especially experiencing love from somebody else, it doesn't negate, um, the other part of my experience. So just because I'm dating a white person doesn't mean that I'm just going to be like, um, I'm not black, like black people, you know, forget black folks. I'm not Mm -hmm. a part of that. It's never been. (laughs) It's always been me feeling very secure in who I am as a a black person and a black woman and understanding the culture and the oppression and the struggles while also experiencing love from a human being, regardless of what they look like. Um, Absolutely. And so it is tough. It's tough to handle people who don't understand it. And that's fine. But I've also my my friends have all met him and have all been very um, open minded about it. And um, as well, you know, vice versa, his friends have all met me and, and so on and so forth. So having an inner circle that is understanding has been very helpful because yeah support system yeah exactly um what's your favorite part about being exclusive in a relationship i do not want to say on this podcast but i will (laughs) say (laughs) i think honestly i think with 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 my partner with my boyfriend especially my favorite part is getting like being able to know the person that he is when there's nobody else around, which is a lot to say about somebody Um, because some people, you know, they get behind closed doors and they, they switch it up like hard. They switch it up. (laughs) But my favorite thing about being with Lucas specifically is that I get to see him that's behind the closed doors, Mm -hmm. him that is quieter and softer um, and 
more loving and caring. I mean, he's, he's like that outside, but you know, he's very extroverted. So when we're outside, it's like, you know, friends laughing, you know, playing, joking. Mm -hmm. And when we come home, it's a very safe space. Um, And so I enjoy just getting to know him that is the him that like only myself and maybe his mom have ever seen. So that's my, that's my favorite part about being exclusive. That's dope. Uh, That's beautiful. And and it's great. Like, you know, as you say that, that it's been able to, to remain that way throughout the course of you guys being together. Mm -hmm. Um, because we were just talking about the other day. I can't remember who that was that I was talking about it with, like um, love bombing. Like when they're yes. like super sweet to you and stuff. And it's such a safe place and nice and flowers in the beginning. But, um, you know, then like once the relationship has kind of set in, like the person show their their true color. So, yeah, the fact that even in those intimate spaces, like he's able to remain, you know, the man that that you love and that you respect like that's such a beautiful thing yeah and I I got lucky because he has three sisters and a really really awesome mom um so I always say they did the training for me before I before I met (laughs) but it takes I mean like to be around feminine energy um is really healing you know for anybody but especially for a man to grow up respecting other women and being able to form relationships like you guys talked about on a previous episode about um you know masculine and feminine energies being being friends it's extremely important so um I'm thankful to his friends and his sisters and his mama that they got him got him together before. okay as they should yeah <laughs> and then whipped him in the shape yeah because that took a lot off my plate <laughs> you know <laughs> but it's still a lot that I have to work on you know relationships are mirrors and so even if you think you're the best person in the world once you're with somebody it's like ooh. I don't like that part about myself or I got to work on this part of myself, you know, so. Oh, yeah. It's it's a mirror to yourself. For sure. Um, But, and, and, you know, thankful for him for being receptive because, you know, that could have went a whole other way. Being, you know, raised with a mom and three sisters, you know, that that could be more of an enabling experience, you know. Um, So, you know, just. That, that's a blessing that he is able to be, you know, that safe space for you. And, um, you know, like they say, you never really know a person until you live with them. You have kids mm-hmm. with them or you're married to them. So, you know, that's that's real dope. Yeah. So um, do you want marriage and children in the future? Yes, that is <laughs> like something we are planning on. <laughs> I can't ever like put dates on it. I'm sure he knows, obviously. But <laughs> I think having a family to both of us is extremely important. Both of us come from larger families. Like there, I have uh, three siblings and he has three siblings as well. Um, So we both come from families that have at least four kids. Um, And Raja knows my house was the house that people was sending their kids to all the time. His house was like that too. (laughs) So um, yeah, I think we're looking forward to it. We're excited about being parents. I think um, working in childcare can only prepare you for so much because having your own kids is a different world I'm sure mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm hoping that it will at least give me a little bit of a cheat code you know mm-hmm. going into it but I'm excited I'm excited to see myself as a mom I'm super excited to see him as a dad because I think he's gonna crush it and I think he'll be a great dad um but we'll see coming soon okay so how many kids do you want <laughs> um we are going to try to keep it at two 
um, we, we both like to travel a lot. And I think with more kids, it just becomes more complicated. So two, but I also like have a dream of having a bigger family, like three or four, but that it, it, the, the economy is not giving right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yes. Keep us posted. Keep us posted. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it might be one and a half. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got Cyprus. So you guys are already. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Parenthood is no joke. Okay. I know you spoke on kind of um, you and him both growing up in the ministry. Um, religious and things like that so what inspired your your journey um do you identify as christian or yeah i identify as christian um for me it was not a choice when i was growing up it was very much so like (laughs) okay (laughs) gotta go to church is not a is not an option if any of your friends stay tonight at the house they gotta <laughs> if you stay tonight at your friend's house, we picking you up before church start and we taking you to church and asking their family if they want to come. So it was never an option. Mm-hmm. And I think so currently right now my church um is, is called Citizen Heights in DC. Um I am our team lead for our citizen kids ministry. Um so I'm the curriculum coordinator um and the teacher for our citizen kids. And so I am the one who's doing the programming and the scheduling and also the teaching and curriculum building as well. And so what I have learned through teaching these kids is like, I remember, I mean, my, my parents made our whole life, our whole ecosystem church. So we never really had an outside view of it. And so coming to an area like DC where people have different religious views and backgrounds Mm-hmm. was a culture shock. I, I I was never like concerned. Like I've never been a person that's like been, you know, anti whatever and anti whoever. I've always been a very open-minded person, but seeing, I've always felt like the minority in that back home where people are super conservative Christians. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. moving to a place um, <clears throat> here where my church is founded on love and acceptance, just like Jesus preached, um, was a journey for me at first because it went from me being forced to go to me doing my own spiritual journey and finding out about who Jesus and God is to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I have the opportunity to share that with the kids that I'm working with. And I've always tried to make it exciting and engaging, but also I remember memory verses from when I was a kid that have come back to like save my life. And so I understand even though your parents might be forcing you to come, I'm going to try to make it as fun as possible. And whatever you try to leave with, hopefully you remember when you're 26 and you don't have your mortgage payment and you got to pray like, you know, Lord, you're a provider or <laughs> when your wife is pregnant and has a miscarriage and you got to remember, Lord, you're a comforter and you sit with me in my grief. So for me, it's about building a foundation that that way when they get older they have something in their darkest and worst moments even if they don't believe anymore just to have something to call back to um yeah 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 do you believe like if if you did not come from your background of growing up into the church and kind of having like that christianity exposure to the to the religion do you think you would still have these values that that are embedded in you or um, I think that Christian values and morals can be found in several other types of religions. It's just, just a religion to to others. And so, and also just like basic things like do not kill. We could pretty much infer that as a human being. <laughs> yeah. So some of it is inferring just as a human, you know, and some of it is stuff that you can build going through life. I don't believe by any 
form of means that if you're not a believer, you're a bad person or you're incapable of morality. Like that would be wild. Right. But for me personally, because I always tell people it's it's never about what everybody else thinks and how everybody else feels. It's always about you personally. So for me personally, yeah. I think that human beings obviously are very capable of being moral without being believe you know, without being believers. So and I totally agree um, with what you said, just as far as like, it's definitely a you thing, um, just because I identify as spiritual. So, you know, I'm not religious in any sense, but I'm open minded to different religions and different things that people practice, because it's really whatever brings you peace, whatever right. makes you happy in the end. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's that's big for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, like you said, I think as long as you have a moral code, I think that's what is the most important thing because right. different things like are, are going to speak to different people. But like you said, we, we know what feels right and what feels wrong. We know cheating yeah. is wrong. We know cheating is wrong. Lying is wrong. So it's, it's not, you know, necessarily something that we have to, um, to speak about, or it's kind of like the unsaid. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean? you know what you should do and what you should right. do. So, right. Um, so our last segment is the uh, deeper talk. Um, since you're the guest, we're going to let you choose the chat the category. Um, so I'll read those off to you. Let me know which one. You're feeling. Okay. Are you supposed to be like rapid fire questions or like? Oh no, you said deeper talk. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> question. Um, the the card that I pull will let you answer first because you're the guest. The total guest experience. The, <laughs> um, but yeah, once you answer, uh, we'll take turns answering as well. So we're all getting vulnerable and getting naked together. Okay. Okay. So here are the categories. We have dreams, life lessons, courage, beliefs, self-awareness, and exposed. Is the exposed one sounds problematic, like <laughs> it's getting real deep. <laughs> a little toxic. I don't know. We're only going to be ready to fight after this. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> back on the show, so I don't know. <laughs> it's only one. It's only one you could pick. Um, if you want to do two questions, I'm down. Okay, let me think. Okay, I'm gonna do the dreams one because I've been very into okay. like thinking about the future and understanding what people want to do. Dreams are fun. Dreams are fun. Um, this is a good one. Uh, where are you falling short of your potential? No. <laughs> <laughs> Click. We're not unpacking this. You pulled the wrong guard. Get somebody else to do it. <laughs> do it, dreams. I said, I want to talk about clouds and unicorns <laughs> <laughs> um I think to be honest I know where I'm falling short my potential is the spirituality aspect of it I think for me like I said ministry is um something that I do kind of like as a like as a job right now or at least a volunteer but it's a major part of something that I have to get done mm-hmm. um and so I have been slipping on outside of teaching and outside of curriculum building and going to service on Sunday, what does my personal spirituality look like with that that I spend during the week? So I know for a fact my potential in that has been 
sliding, but I got to get back to it. And I'm, I'm, I am, I am famous for like using I'm busy as an excuse for like literally anything. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I have been busy, but that's not an excuse because I got to get back to centering myself and focusing on my spirituality for sure. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it's good that you can notice it. It's good that you can identify it and say, yeah. hey, I'm, you know, I'm slipping up. I got to get back to it. So yeah. that's, that's a great, I would say for me, um, for me, I would say, which I recently got back on it, but it was um, my journaling. I had fell mm. off for like five days. And it was kind of like we were talking about earlier. I was kind of like um, overstimulated. And instead mm -hmm. of giving myself that time to like, you know, be silent, be still and do my journaling and reflect on the day, um, you know, scrolling on Instagram, yeah. um, yes. on TikTok and um, just not giving myself that me time to like yeah. you know, reflect on the day and uh, set my intentions of the day like because mm -hmm. the app that I use in the morning time like you do your uh, first part of the journal where you're like setting your intentions and then the, the nighttime part of the journal you're you know like reflecting on the day um <clears throat> so it did it kind of made me feel as if um as if I wasn't being as present like I was I was mm -hmm. like you know what I'm yeah. saying like, day by day and I look mm -hmm. like, just living but yeah when I looked up I was like girl you falling off like you're supposed to be you know bringing yourself that awareness and staying present so yeah yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> I totally agree um especially for me as well I think it was the journaling as well um I kind of lost sight of that um, and I think it's my biggest thing is the discipline, um, staying, staying consistent, staying disciplined, um, because I feel like I have a tendency to kind of overload myself. Like I want to do so much at once. And then it's like, okay, you know, everything's here. And then I'm like, shit, now I'm going to get this done. Yeah. And, and, I'm so like, like, yeah. Yes. and so really, um, I'm learning to give myself grace through those situations because um, I I am very hard and critical on myself. So it's always mm -hmm. if I'm not getting something done, then, you know, I'm kind of beating myself up about it and things like that. So um, <clears throat> really kind of just stopping and like you said, Ray, just being aware of the situation like, OK, you know, I didn't do it today. What can I do tomorrow? You know what? what efforts can I put in tomorrow to make it a better day instead of kind of, you know, just living day by day and not really being intentional with your day. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's important, you know, to have that routine um, and being disciplined um, that way you're, you're not, I think it's for me, I'm, I'm kind of like OCD. So I, I want everything to be perfect, you yeah. know, and, um when it doesn't go perfect I'm like oh my god like it's a tragedy yeah. <laughs> it's chaotic literally. yeah literally I think the so, hardest part for me to like stay disciplined is sometimes like I do get bored with it 
And I'm yes. like, I, I'm an Aquarius, you know, I'm free spirit, yeah. mm-hmm. spontaneous. So it's like, mm-hmm. if I'm telling myself I'm gonna work out every day at this time, read every day at this time, like, don't get me wrong, like the beauty is, is in the routine, but it's like, sometimes you don't feel the fireworks every day. And you yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. and that's, stay in bed. <laughs> yeah, and that's the real part of life that we have to come to terms with, even like in relationships, like, oh. it's, it's impossible for every day to be like, oh my God, I have butterflies and there's fireworks. Sometimes (laughs) we just need to talk about paying bills and whatever else. I think, like we said, like just literally being a part of a generation that has instant gratification and everything, being consistent and not feeling like, oh yeah, like, you know, I'm excited. This is what I want to do. I'm just going with the flow. People mm-hmm. always say that, and that's not like if you go with the flow, you'll be left with okay. yes. <laughs> or no friends, flow or no with the current. <laughs> so discipline is uh it is it is probably one of the I've heard people say it's like the hardest human um ideal to actually take hold of. But yeah. I mean, like Ray, do you think it would be helpful to like as a part of your discipline or routine say like I'm gonna do something spontaneous? you know, once a month. Mm-hmm. Do that. I should attach it. Like give myself a little reward. And I, and yes. I my thing is that some, I get so tunnel vision. Like I don't add in that little reward or add in. That yes. I, I'm never really satisfied with my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like I'm not accomplishing anything, but you look yeah. back and you've accomplished so much. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Because <laughs> those little steps add up. It's like. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, y'all better than me because I didn't got to the point where I'm I'm giving myself too much grace. <laughs> I'm giving myself too much. I'm like, all right, you know what? I got up today. That means that I can have ice cream. <laughs> I went to work, so that means I can order out dinner. <laughs> okay, because it could go either way. Like you could always go way too far on one exactly. side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got to get discipline back and not giving myself too much grace. Yeah, the the balance, the, the balance. balance. Yeah, because not everything deserves a reward. I mean, because what that was, I breathed two seconds ago. That was amazing, man. Okay, I used to be so self critical, like of everything that I like, everything that I did. Mm -hmm. And I think giving myself grace sort of became a coping mechanism, but now we got to. Okay. Even out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, let me make sure I don't go too far in the Please. in the home. <laughs> get my sure um just because I, you know, you know, because yeah, you woke up this morning. Here I go. Man. That means I can get myself a lesson. That's a gift. on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> and the Lord said, you like, know. no, he did not say that to you. <laughs> Put that soda down, girl. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, I definitely think that we learned a lot, you know, from you and definitely with the deeper talk question, able to kind of unpack that and, you know, have some of these uh, mechanisms or routines that we use to kind of keep us balanced. Um, Did you have anything that you wanted to add, Ajika? Yo, Insta, Uh, yo, yo, what's up? Well, I am working on another show, but they haven't got licensing for that. So I can't say like what the show is, but it will be a show that's running 
in Laurel, Maryland from um, the second weekend in September to the first weekend in October. And once that's clear, I'll be able to post about it on um, social media. But um, that's it. I'm really interested because I'm so happy and like proud of you guys for starting this because I know I know the conversations y'all have behind closed doors. I know the conversation we've had behind closed doors. So I'm happy that other people will get to experience that and listen to it because y'all have some stuff to say i really got some y'all got some gems to drop thank you so much i'm so excited but i guess like what's your like what's like in the next three years like where do you see not just the podcast because i hate everything being related to accomplishing like career but like where do you see yourselves in three years like even with your podcast or even your sisterhood like what does that look like so within three years, so I do plan on, you know, moving to Houston. Um, and oh. once I get there, we do want to move from audio to, to video and have like Ooh. episodes. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely just want it to continue to feel organic like the way it does now. Um yeah. continue to um be vulnerable with this show. Like I want to yeah. have conversations that you kind of don't have every day, but it's also like important to to talk about and like Mariah said mm-hmm. kind of pick up on on new things from people regarding you know health love and spirituality and, and yeah and can help us so yeah yeah most definitely um same for me like um just everything being so authentic I don't really have to worry about the judgment or anything like that you know right. everybody coming on our show and you know, having that safe space, that safe, that safe haven to really be vulnerable. And um, I look at it as to wanting to help other women, you know, people or, mm-hmm. or men, you know what I'm saying? Just people that tune into the show, you know, I want them to be able to come here and take something from it, you know, yeah. rather it's just something little, um, you know, hey, you know, maybe I, I need to start implementing something that you know, this person on the podcast said to make yeah. me feel better about myself. Maybe this will encourage people to start their spiritual or re- their religious journey. So, mm-hmm. you know, just just to be that encouragement and um, that that inspiration. I love yeah. that. I love it. For us. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we are wrapping it up, y'all. So glad that you came on the show. We're so happy. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. I was like, oh, now we're gonna be famous a little bit. Okay. Or whatever. I love you guys. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Love you. Yeah. Okay, y'all, this brings us to the end of our episode. Thanks for tuning in to Unfiltered Sisters. I'm your host, Raya B. And I'm Coco Lene. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on all available platforms. And we will see you guys next Thursday.